Hello, welcome to the Matt Pfeiffer Experience. My name is Matthew Pfeiffer. I am your host. Make sure you hit the subscribe notification, the bell notification, so you're notified each and every time I upload a new video. I upload new videos every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday. We talk about dating, relationships, we talk about branding, we talk about business and life in general. And so today we are going to be talking about six ways to set boundaries without feeling guilty. Oftentimes people struggle with setting boundaries and the problem is that if we struggle with setting boundaries, it's more likely that you'll end up in a toxic relationship. It's more likely that you'll stay in toxic relationships for a longer period of time. Oftentimes you will struggle with knowing your own authentic self and it can cause a lot of, even if you're in a healthy relationship, it can cause a lot of resentment to build up, to boil over and you can act out in ways that are outside of your character because you lack a good sense of self. So let's get into today's topic. I cannot wait to share all of this information with you. With all that being said, let's get today's show started. All right, welcome back to the Matt Pfeiffer Experience. So today we're talking about six ways to be able to set boundaries without feeling guilty. And so when we talk about setting boundaries, we, we have to understand that boundaries are a form of self-love. And one of the things that you'll hear me say all the time is that love does not, love does not exist where there is no respect. And so one of the things that we have to understand about boundaries is that it starts out with a respect for yourself, that it starts out with self-respect. And so Oftentimes, self-respect is one of those terms that people throw out all the time and they don't really actually know the pure definition of it and they don't know how to respect themselves. The reason why we struggle with respecting ourselves oftentimes is because of the way that we were brought up or if we were in an environment that was disrespectful, disrespectful of us for a long period of time, we can internalize that and we can begin to treat ourselves and oftentimes we start to replay a lot of critical things in our mind. And one of the things we have to understand about those critical thoughts that we say about ourselves is that that did not come from you. And I repeat that. Your critical thoughts, your insecurities did not come from you. They came from other people. They came from other people who may have been a bully of yours. They may have come from a parent who, who said mean things to you as you were growing up and they begin to replay in our mind. And what happens is that oftentimes this can lead to a lot of self-sabotaging behavior, whether we begin to believe and adopt those and that, that becomes what's called limiting beliefs. So we don't believe that we are deserving of certain things in, in life. And so what happens is that, that let's say that someone, let's say whether, whether it's intentional or on accident, let's say that someone, um, let's say that you're out to a restaurant and they don't give you, uh, what, you what you asked for. Let's say that your order is wrong. Oftentimes, people who struggle with boundaries won't speak up. They'll say to themselves, oh, it's just fine because they're trying to avoid conflict. If that sounds like you. Make sure you comment down below because it's very common for people to struggle with that, to, to speak up, to avoid conflict because they lack that internal respect for themselves. And so how do we begin? How do we know how to respect ourselves? What things first things that we have to do is that we have to understand that, guess what? Most people know what good level of respect is. Here's how we know. Oftentimes, for those of you who know that you struggle with boundaries or if you know if, you're, if, um, if the things I'm talking about are very relatable to you, if you're struggling in a relationship or you're struggling at a job, 
with some of your boundaries and your and a lot of resentment is starting to build up. I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to think about if this were your child, if this were your friend, if they came to you, and if they described to you their, your situation except they were going through it, what would you tell them? Oftentimes when I ask people that when I'm doing a one-on-one, when I'm doing coaching, most of the time, people without question, without hesitation, know exactly what to do. Oftentimes people who struggle with boundaries are able to give a amazing advice, but they you notice that they don't apply it to themselves. So the reason why, one of the things that we do is that people will begin to love other people, people that they love, they'll tell them even sometimes even, even the hard truth, but then we don't realize that we are actually deserving of the same level of love that we give to other people. And that's what self-love looks like. That's what self-respect looks like. If you would tell your child or if you would tell your neighbor or your friend to speak up for yourself in that situation, if you would tell them to stop avoiding conflict or to, to talk it out or whatever that case is or to walk away from that toxic relationship, guess what? You are deserving of the same level of love, and that's what self-respect looks like. Oftentimes we feel, we feel, we might feel, we might feel guilty. Oftentimes we might feel uh, a little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety, because oftentimes we're just not used to having that level of, conf of conflict. Because again, oftentimes going back to those, those critical thoughts and people who criticize you for a period of time, oftentimes what happens is that we're so used to people having big emotions in those, in those um, time periods. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But we have to understand that their response was not your responsibility, also was not your fault. We have to understand, and one of the things that we'll talk about a little bit later with boundaries is that other people's emotions and other people's response to you speaking up for yourself, guess what? That's not your responsibility. And as a matter of fact, that is a way for you to be able to filter out people who you might be able to keep in your life and people who you might not be able to. The next thing, next way that we begin to set healthy boundaries without feeling guilty for ourselves is to, is to set boundaries, is to actually be very clear about our boundaries. If you follow me for a while, you know that I talk about setting boundaries in five different areas. We have mental or emotional boundaries, or I'm sorry, mental or conversational boundaries. We have emotional boundaries. We have physical boundaries. So boundaries around your, your physical body uh, that also can be the, the space around you, like how, what type of proximity would you want for people to to be near you with. We also have boundaries around our time slash energy. The reason why uh, we say that this time slash energy is because you might have time to spend time with people. If you, you may have a free weekend to spend time with someone. However, you might notice that your energy is actually drained. So even though you have the time, you may not have the energy to hang out with friends. So it's time slash energy. And then the last one is your finances slash material possessions. And so, uh, and same thing there. So you have finances, which would obviously be your, your actual finances, things that are monetary value, your, your, uh, your actual cash flow. And then there's actually your material possessions like your, your car, your house, and things of that nature. And it's important for us to understand all five of those areas, to know how to protect ourselves and to understand, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are the nicest person in the world. Every single person, Every single person listening, every single person watching this on YouTube, we all have our limits, period. And it's important for us to understand where our limits are. 
with conversations or with with mental with with, uh, with uh, things that might potentially be mentally draining, with emotions, things that might tick us off, things that might uh, cause anxiety, things that might be emotionally draining, conversations that might be emotionally draining. Um, we also, and to know our boundaries and to know our limits when it comes to our finances, time, energy, everything that we just mentioned. And so once we begin to understand where our limits are, it's important for us to be very crystal clear, be very clear about our boundaries. So I'm going to give you an example. One of, one of my favorite examples, because this happens so often, and it's very difficult to set boundaries with, this, with these type of people that I'm about to mention. Guess who it is? Our kids. It's hard to set boundaries with our kids sometimes. I'm going to talk about the difference between being nice and, um, and why we need to, why we need to, why it's okay to not be nice sometimes. And that also includes with our children. We have to understand that everybody sets boundaries. This is something that is a misconception. Everybody sets boundaries. Everybody. The difference is that when we don't understand our boundaries, is that we begin to set boundaries in unhealthy ways. So it boils out and it comes out in the form of resentment when we don't understand our limits. So oftentimes we allow for people to push and push and push. And sometimes, and, and oftentimes we don't, because we're not speaking up, what happens is that they just continue to push. And they, may, they, they might completely respect your boundaries if you would have spoken up. But what happens is that you begin to feel taken advantage of, and oftentimes we do this with our kids too. So let me get back to the example. So let's use time slash energy as an example. So oftentimes people, a parent might come home from work, and let's say that you busted your butt at work, you're exhausted from work. What is that? That's an energy boundary. You are exhausted. You need to replenish your batteries. You need a nap. You need a rest. You need to have something to, to, to eat or to drink. And oftentimes the first thing that, that happens when we walk through the door, what happens? Our kids, mommy, daddy, I'm so excited to see you. And then what happens? I need to do my homework or I need to go to baseball or I need to blah, 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 blah. Is that their fault? Is, it, is, that, is there anything wrong with what they just requested? Absolutely not. But what happens oftentimes is that parents, especially if you're co-parenting, oftentimes we feel guilty if we don't do, if we don't follow those demands immediately right then and there, not being aware of our limit. We are capped. Our energy is zapped. And so it's actually more important for us to set a boundary in those moments and tell our kids, I would love to help you out. I would love to get you to baseball. I would love to get you here. I would love to help you out with whatever. Give me 30 minutes. Give me an hour to replenish. I'm exhausted, but, I, but yes, I will help you out. But give me till 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. Give them a time period of when they're going to come back. Guess what that is? It's a boundary. Oftentimes people think that boundaries are these very clear um, like yes or no, or you're breaking up with people. And yes, those are forms of boundaries, but there's also a lot of boundaries before we even get there. And oftentimes the reason why people would feel guilty in a moment like that is because we're afraid of disappointing that other person. Guess what? This is where the emotional boundaries come in. They're allowed to be disappointed. There's nothing wrong with that. doesn't make you a bad person. doesn't make you guilty of anything. We're going to talk about how to handle those emotions here in a second, because one of the things we're talking about is how to set boundaries without feeling guilty. 
we have to understand that that when we set that boundary, guess what? Not only is it better for you, it is also better for your child. Oftentimes when I tell people this, and I use this example, people are like, oh my God, tell my child no, tell my child to wait, to tell my child I need to take a nap. You know, God forbid your child understands that you actually are human. And, and one of the things that, that I mention to people is I ask people, what, do you want your child to have the best? Do you feel like they're deserving the best? And without question, most people would say, yes, they are deserving the best. And I ask them, which parent is more tolerant? The one that just walked in from work and is exhausted, just got screamed at by their boss? Or the one that's well-rested, that has that's taken a nap, that's actually replenished their, that recharged their batteries? Which parent does that child deserve? The one that is fresh and is gonna be more tolerant, is gonna be patient with them when they do their homework, is gonna be patient with them when, whenever they are yelling and screaming and crying, or the one that is drained. We all know what happens whenever we begin to try to do something when we are drained. Guess what? Going back to what I just mentioned, it boils, it comes up in the form of resentment. This is where we begin to, I told you to sit down and shut the hell up, right? And we begin to enter into that, the, the phase of parenting and I'm using this as an example, but I want you to think about this in other situations too. I want you to think about this whenever you are with your friends, whenever your friends want to hang out and you're drained, you really don't want to hang out. And so you go anyway, and then you go, you hang out with them and they're like, oh, you're not, you're not really yourself today. I never, I didn't want to come to this place anyway. And you begin to step outside of your character. What are you doing? You're actually setting a boundary, but you're doing it in an unhealthy way. This is the reason why it's important for us to know our limits and to pay attention to ourselves and to understand where our limits lie in all five of those areas that we may think about. Finance, how many of you have allowed for people to borrow your car and they took advantage of it and they, they took it for far too long? We, we have situations where people are far too giving of their time when someone asks for a favor from you. When someone wants you to help them move and you really don't have the time. And so then what happens, you begin, what happens is that you, you now don't have time for the things that you need to do. And that goes back to self-respect. We need to make sure that we are respecting of ourselves. And one of the core essence, because a lot of times when we go back to this feeling of guilt, a lot of times people feel, well, if I don't help them out, no one else is going to. We have to understand that the, one of the very core essence of boundaries is who is responsible for what? If your friend is moving and you can't help them move because you're working or you're, you're drained or kids have something or whatever, that is not your responsibility. That is their responsibility. Of course, there's a lot. There's situations where we need to. We might need to step it up for for people and go out of our way for people. But again, that still comes back down to knowing when and where your boundaries lie. We also have to understand that when we're talking about boundaries, next next uh, sign that, that we need to talk about is that when we're setting boundaries that, that we don't always have to be nice. Oftentimes people assume that I have, especially people who struggle with people-pleasing behavior, that I have to be nice all the time. That I need to be nice that every interaction I have with people, I need to be nice, I need to be kind, and of course, we strive for that, but sometimes in some situations, we can't. Because the reality of it is, is that boundaries are a filter. Guess what? There are some people 
that are not going to be respectful, respectful of your boundaries. And not only are they not going to be respectful of them, oftentimes this causes that person to react poorly to your boundaries. It does not mean that you need to cave to your boundaries just because you said no and that person gets upset does not mean that you need that, the, that does not mean that you should have said yes. As a matter of fact, it oftentimes means that that confirms your no, that your no should have stayed as a no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use uh, a, I'm gonna tell you a story of a person that was in a situation very similar to this. So uh, a person that I was working with was getting, getting back out to the dating scene. And one of the things I tell people is before we go on the first date, before we go on the second date, before we meet with this person, we actually set our boundaries early and often. I'll talk in another video about being proactive about your boundaries, and that's something that is very helpful for people who struggle with boundaries. So one of the things that this person did is that, listen, I don't kiss on the first date. I don't, I need to be home by 10 and whatever, whatever boundaries that she decided to set. So what happened in this situation is that once she met with this person, uh, the person began to push on her boundaries. And he tried to go on for a kiss, tried to get her to hang out longer, tried to kept on trying to push on every single boundary that she that she set. So guess what? In a situation like that, it doesn't call for you to be more nice to this person. And as a matter of fact, that won't work. You were already nice when you set the boundary. Right? You were already nice. And so we we have to understand. I always like using this analogy with with uh, speed the speed limit. When we have the speed limit, of course, you know everyone has probably has gotten caught speeding. Guess what? If you go five to 10 over, you might get off with a warning. They might give you a ticket. We all know what happens. Your insurance goes up. Your, uh, you, you get points in your license. That's one level. But we also have to understand that if you go 110 over or 105 over, there is a whole different set of rules for that. Guess what? They're not going to be as nice. They're not going to give you a warning. They're not going to give you a fine. You, your car is going is to get impounded. Your license is going to get revoked because the, the, the act that has just happened is far more egregious. And there's no, there's nowhere in the country that, that you can go 110 miles over the, the speed limit. So we know that this person is intentionally being defiant in situations like that. So the reason why I mention that, and when I bring it back to that story that I was telling you about this person, is that when we have people that are continuously pushing our boundaries, even though we have been, we have to understand that coming back to what we talked about earlier, we, this person is now being disrespectful. So it no longer calls for us being nice. Now this person is going 110 miles over. So this person who I've been working, working with boundaries with was like, listen, I told you, I don't kiss on the first day. I don't, I told you. And, we, and so when we experience situations like this, guess what? We don't need to go on a second date. We don't need to figure out this person is a narcissist. We don't need to figure out this person is toxic. We know and we have enough information already to know that this isn't someone that we want to continue to see, that we want to continue to date. And this is just one example. If you begin to, when you begin to set boundaries, you can allow for boundaries to become your filter. The next thing that we need to be very mindful of is, is that we need to speak up that we need to say something. Oftentimes, I said it earlier that oftentimes we try to avoid conflict, but we have to understand that it's important for us to speak up for ourselves because it comes back to that level of self-respect, that we, that we need to speak up, we need to say something, because if we don't, begin, if we don't speak up, if we don't actually participate, is what I tell people that, 
uh, that I work with, that if we're not participating, if we're not speaking up, and if we're not making our boundaries clear, what happens is that that person may or may not know what your boundaries are. And oftentimes we, we just assume that that person knows. And so we don't speak up, but we can't just assume oftentimes they don't know. And so then therefore we can't tell the difference between someone that we need to begin to create distance with and people that, uh, that, that are intentionally uh, crossing your boundaries. The next thing that's important for us to understand is it's oftentimes, it's often, it's very common, I should say, that when people are struggling with their boundaries, that they also struggle with over apologizing. Comment down below if that sounds like you, if you're someone who over apologizes pretty consistently, that you are constantly, I'm so sorry that I'm late, I'm so sorry for this, I'm so sorry for that. One of the things I tell people who tend to over apologize too much is instead of apologizing, say thank you. So people are like, Matt, what the hell are you talking about? What do you mean say thank you instead of apologizing? If I'm late, I'm gonna apologize. Well, the problem is that when you apologize, you're unintentionally making everything all about you. That everything is about you, everything. And so what happens is that, let's say that you're late to, uh, to a business meeting, you were supposed to meet out for coffee for this business meeting, you're, uh, you're five minutes late, you show up and you say, I'm so sorry, I'm late. What's that person gonna say? It's okay, no problem. But then the problem is that oftentimes people who over apologize will just continue to apologize. I'm so sorry. I, I promise I'm never late. This won't happen again. And what happens is that the person, hey, seriously. And so what happens is that you're actually, you're actually causing everything to be about you, even though you're unintentionally doing that, which actually makes you feel even more uncomfortable. When you say thank you, you actually put you and that person in a position of power. Thank you so much for waiting for me. Thank you so much for your patience. When you put people in a position, when you start to, to appreciate people, you put you, you put them in a position of power, they actually are going to allow for, uh, allow for a, lot more, um, a lot more continuity between the two of you. And you're able to just continue on with life without making everything unintentionally all about Last thing that we need to talk about when we're setting boundaries, this might come a shock to people, but we need to pay attention to our body language. Oftentimes people who struggle with, with uh, boundaries might slouch quite often. Their posture may not be as good. They may have their arms folded. They may very, be very closed off. Um, it's important for us to understand and for us to pay close attention to our body language to how we're carrying ourselves, the way we're walking, the way that we're talking. It's a struggle in the beginning, so be patient with yourself. But we do, it's important for us to pay attention to that because oftentimes it will show people how serious and how confident you are with the boundaries that you're actually setting. So thank you very much. I hope this was helpful for you. Comment down below if there are some gems that I dropped that maybe you are going to begin to apply that you to help you set boundaries further, something that may uh, may have stuck out to you, comment down below. I love it when you guys comment because that lets me know that uh, that there's something that I might need to hit on a little bit later on. And so also make sure you guys text me, make sure you guys join that texting group, try to stay in touch. Also, don't forget that I, I also answer questions here on YouTube and on the podcast. Uh, so send your questions to justaskmatt at mattpfeiffercoach.com. Again, that is just ask Matt at mattfifercoaching.com. Make sure you keep that email two to three paragraphs max. 
be very direct and to the point of what your question actually is. It's too long, it's too lengthy. Unfortunately, I will not be able to get to it. With all that being said, thank you guys very much, and I will see you in the next video. Dream big, Papa told me dream big, cause all we take with us